Welcome to the Tech Today podcast powered by CEO Raider. It is your host, John Maeda. Early this week, we published an article at Tech Today about the SolarWinds cyber attack. And I didn't encourage you to, to read it. I think one of the things that investors don't pay enough attention to when there's a cyber breach is particularly in the technology vertical. If you've got an infrastructure technology company like SolarWinds, I don't think investors appreciate fully the extent to which these companies penetrate the technology landscape. You're probably familiar with the fact that it penetrated, SolarWinds penetrated Microsoft's product suite that was covered in a number of articles. But but the company's been around for 21 years. It's gained traction. It went public during my investment banking days. I forget the year off the top of my head. But when these companies gain traction, they become pretty pervasive pretty quickly, particularly with regard to enterprise software. And they gain traction in penetration, not just with the their direct customers who are cutting them a check, but if those customers then I- incorporate that offering into their infrastructure, then the penetration bleeds into third parties. So you could have a, a, additional software companies that become affected with a virus. So that's a long-winded way of saying that we don't know the extent of the full penetration of the SolarWinds breach. There could be another leg to drop there. That's number one. Number two, unlike with the Equifax breach from 2017, if you remember, the breach occurred, I believe it was in March of 2017. The company did not disclose, did not come across the breach, I think, until July and did not disclose it until September of 2017. But when you think about Equifax, it's, it's very much a, a consumer-based offering. Enterprise customers aren't as forgiving as, as consumers. So the SolarWinds breach, not only is it a question of how, how deep is the, the cyber breach, you know, how broad was the breach, I think we're still figuring that out, but its customers aren't going to be as forgiving. Prospective customers aren't going to touch this company. So new business signups, bookings, billings, new business activity is going to freeze. So I don't know what happened. My guess is I I read something uh, earlier in the week that suggested that um, between, was it Tomo Bravo and Silver Lake, I believe, were the two PE guys that that still have a substantial stake. I think it was 70% in the aggregate. Once we find a bottom on this thing, and we're probably some weeks away still, maybe they just take it private and try to fix it, sell it off to somebody else. But um, recovery is not going to be easy. So the title of our article a few days ago was, is another leg to drop. And then beyond those two operational realities, the, the, the breadth of the cyber breach and the fact that you're going to see new business activities slow significantly, you have sort of the corporate governance issue around Kevin Thompson, the CEO who is selling stock ahead of announcement of the breach, which, which happened also in the Equifax deal. You had two executive vice presidents who, who sold stock prior to disclosing the breach. And so Thompson, if you remember, he was all, he also abruptly stepped down from his CEO post earlier in the week. And we lay out that timeline in the, the article, which I'll link to. So check on that, if you will. The way we've been doing it here lately on the Tech Today side is for the past number of months, we get the written content out first just because it's quicker and easier, requires less time in the editing room and things like this. And then the audio piece, if we have an accompanying podcast to go with the given article, 
that comes out after the fact just because that takes more time so we try to get the quick hits done done and out the door that's all for now have a good weekend see you next time